Okay, everybody, episode 41, Benching and Bullshitting here. Uh, if you missed the episode last week, that's because we had some malfunctions. We had the uh, the live go out. Uh, we had a really bad storm, big windstorm. It wasn't really a thunderstorm. It didn't thunder, but it rained. It blew like a motherfucker. So uh, 41 did not get uploaded. The audio just isn't going to work. So we are not doing that. <laughs> uh, this is 41, however. You want to view... Uh, we, we couldn't download to the, to the, uh, actual podcast. If you want to view what we talked about, you have to check it over on, uh, over on YouTube. So, wow, oh, Matt Brooks is on YouTube. What's up, man? How we doing? I kind of, I, I always kind of different. I, I have this camera set up differently week to week. So I got like YouTube here. I got Instagram over here. So I'll try to, I'll try to, uh, pay attention to everybody. But yeah, Matt Brooks, what's up, man? We're going live on two different platforms. We got YouTube and Instagram, like I just mentioned. If you want to support me a little bit more, hop over to YouTube. Uh, we just got monetized oh, about six months ago. So that support is greatly appreciated. So what we got going on here? Uh, benching and bullshitting. That's right. So we had a fantastic week. I had a good weekend. I just got back from Frederick, Maryland, because I went up to squat with uh, Uncle Nick over in Frederick. So I uh, had some good lessons there and squatted really well. The workout's not up yet. And trust me, the Patreon video is going to be like five minutes long because we squatted and then we just, we just, uh, we, we swapped stories and then we went to eat. So not a long day, but a very productive day. All right. Just got to get rid of somebody here. One second. Like you already have somebody running around? Just being dumb. There we go. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I will fucking ignore you. All right. So let's see here. Uh, let's see. Got a good question. Is it typical to get a lot of pressure in your eyes while equip lifting to where your eyes hurt and vision gets blurry afterwards? That is absolutely normal. Yes, it is. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, squatting for me is worse. If you see, I've got all this blown out blood vessels here today uh the pressure of squatting is definitely worse for me i'm not used to it and speaking of which uncle nick just hopped on here what's up man uh couldn't miss benching and bullshitting so i came on here to do that but uh yeah it was everything was good though man really good week uh really happy with it um just a matter of doing it week to week and recovering and everything else so matt brooks says Good old alphabet. Yeah. Uncle Nick, man. Russell, what's going on? Good to have you here. And Kieran, what's going on, guys? Thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, So the week, the week was fine. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, obviously. We're also having the expansion done on the gym. We got like an additional 1,500 or 2,000. I forget which one it is. Additional square footage attached to our gym uh, as of one week ago, last weekend, they did the demo party. They knocked down a big hole in the wall, made a, a doorway or an entrance. Most of the wall is going to be left standing. I think that's a good, having a separation like that's going to be a good thing. So, um, yeah, but uh, an, an additional 1,500 square foot. That's minimum. It might be more than that. Um, flooring just got put down. We got some new equipment back there. What's going on, Pierce? How you doing? Good to have you on here. Um so Tuesday was a back day, always good, working out with Chris. And then, and then freaking, uh, what else? And then we, uh, Wednesday was a not sure today. Um, 
throw somebody else off here. Jesus Christ. Just ignore them and keep talking. I like throwing them off. It's fun. <laughs> well, you're whatever. Hey. Uh, but uh, Wednesday was a not sure today. I did a dead stop press, dead stop bench press with a slinger. I've never done that before. And it went spectacular. It was really good. Now, I saved some. I didn't go as heavy as I wanted to. I had one of my guys with me. Cam was there. He weighs a buck 40. And he was hanging off over 800 pounds to be by himself. So good on you, Cam. But I wanted to save it for Saturday because I had really big plans for Saturday. It went well, but not too bad. We'll talk about it in a minute. Thursday is just a forearm workout. You know, all this, that, and the other. Forearms and rear delts. It's always good. <laughs> Did my workout up in the new spot away from the crowd. That was nice. Saturday was pretty lit. Um, Patreon got to see the entire workout. Patreon and then the YouTube members. Uh, you all, you guys pay 10 bucks a month to see all the behind the scenes stuff, the big lifts, the full workout. So if you're interested in that, join me on Patreon, uh, Strong at patreon.com or on YouTube members, you can pay 10 bucks a month to watch all my workouts, start to finish all the sets, all the reps, um, worked up to a, a decent single at 1400 pounds to a one board. That was pretty, that was pretty cool. I have not handled 1400 pounds since about the beginning or mid-January. So coming back after all this time and handling it was awesome. Uh, it, it, it My forearm didn't like it. It's, it's 1,400 pounds. Still still a good rep. Happy to be back at it. And then I uh, did a drop set, went down to 1,000 pounds, literally a 400-pound drop set, and did uh, 10 reps full range with it. So that was pretty cool. Got a question here. It says, what made you start pressing with equipment? Uh, I lifted without equipment for my first four years of lifting weights from 14 to 18 years old. Adam Hicks threw a, a hand-me-down Karen Klein double denim bench shirt and said, here, I knew what it was. Like I, I, I had been researching equipped lifting my entire up and coming in the, in the, in, with the weights. And back then it was all equipped. Like in the two thousands equipped was at, at its like golden era, one of the golden eras. That's what I grew up watching. So I got a shirt at 18 years old. I mean, Equipped ever since. So that's the short version of the story. And then Pierce is asking, what brand of D3 supplement can you recommend? D3, so that's vitamin D3. Pretty much any any vitamin D3. It's a very cheap, uh, very accessible vitamin you get your hands on. Set of CVS, Walmart, Target, they all sell it. It's I don't really think I'm, I'm not really a brand whore, so um, any any brand will pretty much do. Let's see. In the past, you mentioned one of your shirts has double ply sleeves and a single ply chest plate. What's the reason behind this? Well, I wanted the reliability and the support that I get from a single ply bench shirt, but I wanted to have more tricep support. I wanted to have more material behind my arms. So that's the reason behind that. I wanted the benefit of the double ply sleeves with the added benefit of the single ply chest because a double ply katana is just too cumbersome, way too much. Even for me sometimes, just they're, they're just a pain in the ass. They're a pain in the ass to make work when they're single ply. So I wanted, again, it was an experiment thing. And shortly after I did that, I got that from Anderson Powerlifting, and uh, I went to the band shirts. So I never got to really play around with it too much. So that that is the reason behind it, however. YouTube, let's see. Bros Cons. What's up, Jimmy? I hope you're doing well. I am. Thank you very much. Uh he, said, he says, uh, strongest bencher in the world and humblest bencher in the world. My favorite guy in the lifting industry. Well, that's a lot of good compliments. I appreciate that. Thank you. 
I make no claim to either one of those things. I consider myself the uh, a very successful uh, equipped bench presser, of course. Um, I'm not the raw on the, in the raw crowd, but thank you. I, I appreciate that very much. Daniel Hawk, what's up, man? Hey, man, will you be will you be willing to go over some of the FA shirt custom options? Rob has made a lot of options, but what difference does the extra stitching between layers make? Extra stitching between layers make extra stitching. Um, That's hmm. a good question for Rob. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, custom options, things like you can put the collar in there. You can have the sleeves shortened. Every sleeve on an F8 shirt has one, two, three rows that make up the encompass the sleeves. You can get them with just two rows or so shorter sleeves, which is what I need because I have like really short humerus bones or something. So, but yeah, the, the stitching between layers, I'm not sure what you're referring to. I'll have to ask Rob about that because I have no idea. That's news to me. <laughs> Russell, morons, right? Yeah, dude. Daniel Hawk, interview with Rob would be yeah. sweet. There, He's just commenting on the the chodes I had to throw off my Instagram oh, live. Not the guy. I was like, that was a good question. No, he's saying because okay. I was throwing people off my Instagram because they were being stupid. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Uh, interview with Rob would be great. Well, you know, Rob is, he's, he's more, he's very, he's more introverted, introverted than I am. Um, I think an interview would make him a little uncomfortable. I don't want to put him on the spot. Um, I had him on my, what was it called? I had him on my bench panel, my thousand pound bench panel last year for the scholarship fundraiser. And you can still get that. You can still do that. Yes. Where the website's uh, scholarship.com. Colbstrongscholarship.com. You can go and you can still buy uh, for 10 or 20 bucks, so, somewhere in there, the uh, press command from last year where we had Rob and Scott Mendelson and Ryan Canelli and Tony Carlino all and Doug Smithy, all the thousand pound benches on at one panel. So, yep, I, I got to catch up. I try to get everybody. So I apologize if I'm getting behind here. Let's see. Uh, 1K for 10 full range. Was that in your three ply? No, that would be that, that's a two two layers. It was two layers. A thousand won't touch in a triple for me. Paul Offer, what's up? Do you wear your figure 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 eight? I'm assuming under your bench shirt. If so, how do you like it? Yeah, that's one of the options. Um, as as an insert, that's one of the things that Rob can make. I like them. I, I really like them. They're you can use them by themselves. You can use them with a shirt. I mean, it's, they're they're a great option. Absolutely. Sean, tips for getting on a tighter shirt, trying a hand-me-down shirt for the first time that should be meat fit. Okay, so that's pretty fucking tight. Even having a couple people pulling on it can't get it seated. Uh, you could use plastic bags. So grab, uh, make a hole in the bottom of like a plastic Walmart bag or something. Put your hand in it. And then once you, and you can grab the handles to keep it from uh, going down any further. So put your hand through the bottom of the hole, grab the handles, and then try to slide the shirt up once it's seated all the way up carefully meticulously pull the plastic bag out uh it kind of hurts but it, it's worth it um you might just need more I mean, it, it sounds like it's a single ply even if it's a single ply it's meant to be fit that tight that's a good thing but you just, you just gotta you just gotta get it on if there's no really if it's a really tight shirt there is no like secret trick you just gotta get it on it's a pain in the ass <laughs> and then uh, let's see we'll check youtube real quick Oh, CJ Morgani, what's up? What's up, Jimmy? Just got a, a 375 PR raw the other day. Good for you, man. 
Hoping to test my Widowmaker PR soon. Think I'll be in the low 500 range. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, especially single loop or double loop. I think you'll be over 500 for sure. Russell, kind of the centerpiece on my X Factor shirt. Lots of stitching and the sleeves too. Okay, there must be stitching I'm not aware of. My, none of mine have like extra stitching besides like the the cloth pieces he puts like for the rim of the sleeves and the collar and stuff. That's all the stitching I see. CJ Morgani, also like to just hear Rob talk about his pull truck. <laughs> I've seen them shits in person. Uh, one runs off of alcohol. I mean, they're just, they're, they're monster vehicles. They're fucking awesome, dude. One was parked right outside of his gym the first or second time we were up there, and it was, uh, it was quite a sight. Matt Brooks says, I know on the press command panel, Rob probably spoke up two or three times when he did talk of his quality info. Yeah. Are you doing a press command this year, Matt asks. We want to do it again. Um, yeah, we got to change things up a little bit. We want to have maybe like a, like maybe some full power folks, like full power equipped, full power raw, um, like the, like the all time greats, like a, like a, a legend panel where we have like Cohen and Donnie Thompson and Dan Bell, like a bunch of, we want to change it up a little bit. So we're, we're working on it, but we're not really sure what to do yet. Uh, Hennessy asks, what do you do for work? What does your days look like? Work, family, trying. So, oh, training, trying. Uh, so I train Saturday, Sunday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Again, all the workouts are up on Patreon and YouTube members. Um, and then we run a home business where we do t-shirts. Uh, we actually make all of the shirts now for Anderson Powerlifting. That's one of our, our biggest customers. Um, we do stickers, prints, bags i mean katie has just a laundry list of talents that she can make it's really if you, cool if you could see what's in front of jim right yeah now, yeah 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 because uh, right now i'm in i'm in a little cubby where we put up our our uh podcast uh thing here but right in front of me there's just inventory and machines and irons and tables and fabric over here and prints over here and boxes of blank shirts over here it's a mess right now so we work from home, um, and I have the Patreon, on the YouTube, and stuff like that. That's Show what we do. like, I don't know if that shirt's attached to the wall. So it is. Well, I can't. I can't get it. It's okay. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> How many times a week do you bench? Jake asks. I bench twice a week, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Nurse since OS six says hi, Jimmy and Katie. Hello. Hi, dear. That's fucking weird. <laughs> Be nice. Anyway. Oh, Joel Hicks. What's up, man? I appreciate the t-shirts. Wore today on my heavy bench day and instantly got stronger. No shit, man. <laughs> that's great. Uh, that's awesome. You're welcome. I threw an extra one in there for you for being patient with our slow shipping for that week. Taylor, hello. How we doing? Let's see. I'm going to wear my figure eight under my three-ply F8 Tuesday. Do that shit and let me know how it goes, Paul. Please tell me how it goes. Let's see. I'm just catching up, catching up. Okay, Pierce says, what do you think of muscle milk and any protein powder or weight gainer powder do you recommend? I like muscle milk, just not the powder stuff you can buy in the containers. There's something like the ready-to-drink like ready stuff is excellent. I actually enjoy drinking those. The powder form is fucking gross. Just, I don't know. It just is what it is. Uh, I really like the Redcon stuff, whole food protein. There's no way in it. It's protein from like uh, beef, uh, 
yams, potatoes, rice, like it's whole food protein. I'm really enjoying drinking the Redcon stuff. I've had good success with uh, MHP's protein, um, BSN. I, I love BSN protein as well. A lot of options. Let's see. Let's see. Is there any YouTube video or something to help with comp bench press form? I am sure I have something on there on my channel. Um, it, that's a, that's pretty that's pretty broad. I can't really think of anything off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm sure I have something on there. Of course. Let's see. Tiffany, what's up? Katie put you in the corner. She did put me in the well. We put my uh, put myself in this corner. Yeah, uh, this used to be our closet. So now Katie has all of her clothes stacked out in the living room so that we could have a corner for the podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it worked out well in the end. Yeah, it looks good. CJ Morgani definitely would need Amber on the panel. Oh, no shit. Yeah, I'll get Amber on the panel, of course. Matt Brooks, I swear the ready to drink protein shakes are always so much better than any powder protein. Why is that? Do you ever speak to that supplement company I sent you sent your way talking about a sponsor, by the way? I did not talk to them yet. No. I need to I need to do a little more research on who they are, what they are, what their ingredients are. I also would request something like a like a sample pack, like a package of samples, just so I know like I don't want to promote something that I'm gonna fucking don't don't want to drink myself. So but thank you for the for the source. I will uh, do more research on that. Thank you, Matt. Howard Weingarten, what is your thoughts on getting my CNS used to 800? I want to hit it in July, 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 July. Okay, so yeah, what you need to do, I mean, how, I guess the question is how many times have you handled it to this point? Even even how many times have you just had it in your hands? Straight weight, 800 pounds, no bands. How many times have you had it in your hands, uh, Howard? Uh, let's see. Catching up. Catching up, catching up. Okay, I got another weirdo here. Okay. Confirm. Yeah, that's right. Damn. Just fucking leave them. The people who are listening to the podcast that are just listening to dead air because you're taking time to block people, it's probably annoying. No. Russell says if you mix in some insta wow, instant pudding mix into the powder when you mix it. Solves the flavor issue. I've never done that before. Thank you for the for the tip. Matt Brooks, talk to the guy about it. He said the protein supplement's not out yet, but it will be soon. I'm sure it wouldn't be a waste of either party's time. Well, thank you. I found their uh, Instagram page or also brought that they have a whole site for their. It's cool that they're in like the state that I live in, which is really odd. They're, they're only like three years old, like 2019 or 2020 or something like that. Let's see. Aiden, what made you want to transition or just specialize in bench rather than all of the three lifts? Because I never enjoyed the three lifts. I just didn't. I did it because I thought you had to. Like, and I still agree to this day that you're not a power lifter unless you do all three. And Katie argues with me on that. She's, you know, I do one lift. I consider myself a bench press specialist. I do one lift. I don't, I don't, I don't call somebody who just deadlifts a powerlifter or just bench presses. If the sport of powerlifting is squat bench deadlift, that's my opinion. Is what it is. But I've always just liked benching more, so that's that's why I just don't. I didn't enjoy the other two, so I didn't do them. 
Good luck doing a bench press at a not powerlifting meet. I mean, I compete in power. I do a powerlifting lift, but I don't. I don't. And you do all the other powerlifting things to build that lift. But it's what you do on the platform that matters. And that platform is where? At a powerlifting meet. Yeah. But I'm doing a powerlifting lift. I don't yeah. get a total. I don't do squat, bench, deadlift. I'm a specialist. That's what I say. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, CJ. Appreciate it. <laughs> Howard, probably straight weight just about twice. But last week got up to two 800 reverse span in both F8 and Colossus shirts. Okay. Uh, you definitely need to get the straight weight in your hands. Start taking it down boards whenever you can. Two board, one board. Uh, I'd say if you can press it from a half board between now and then, you are definitely uh, in, in good standing to get that weight in the meat. Absolutely. Kieran says, what are your thoughts on holds on bench? Like a static hold with the weight you have as a goal. Um, there is some benefit to that. Absolutely, Kieran. Um, I'm more of a fan of just taking it down to a low board anyway, whether it's above your max or not. Like trying to take it down to a two board. Three board in a shirt for me is pretty much worthless. There's no range of motion, period, especially with the uh, with the added compression of the extra weight. So there's some benefit to it. Uh, use it sparingly. I think it's better to um, actually take the weight and move it. Like I said, two board. If you're a really long limb lifter or three board, you might find benefit to that. But um, if you're going to do if you're just going to hold it, when I was growing up and I was reading books, I used to read. I don't read it anymore. But uh, when I was reading and researching, getting online at bodybuilding.com and Critical Bench and all those forums and stuff, an overload, so like a static hold should be like 200 pounds over your max. Like you got to make it heavy to get any benefit out of it. So if you're a 600-pound bencher, that's taking 800 pounds and holding it. There is a risk to that too. You have to kind of weigh your – you have to weigh it, like how much risk and whatever. So – just kind of pay attention to that, of course. You got to pay attention to your bones and your body. You recommend serious powerlifting training in commercial gym? I mean, yeah. I mean, they might have a problem with you, but if <laughs> it's a commercial gym, I, I personally will never step foot in another commercial gym for the rest of my living fucking life. Absolutely not. Um, as long as they don't have a problem with it. I mean, you have to put up with all the, all the chodes and all the weirdos and stuff that go to commercial gyms. But otherwise, yeah, go for it, man. Paul Offers on YouTube. Thanks for hopping over, man. Uh, what are your thoughts on touching all the time in the F8 compared to just touching a one board? Um, you're you're able to do it more. I mean, I'm doing full range reps, which I never did in a poly. You know, I did the, in the last six, seven weeks, I've done my four by five with a thousand, my 1100 five by five, and then my recent thousand for 10 reps all full range i can do that in the f8s um or anything f8 made right uh because of the tenacity of the material the nature of it now polys are just you 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 have to kind of save it almost because uh it, it's just it's fabric it's just like this t-shirt is fabric so um i don't think touching all the time is necessary you need to practice once in a while of course because that's what we do on the platform but um, all the time, not necessary. I do think, uh, us as bench pressers definitely need to be doing like one boards and half boards more often, two board, three board. There's just not as, 
much value there. I think if you're going to do two board and three board, do it raw. Do it, do it completely raw. Do it, uh, do it uh, not shirted. <laughs> uh, get strong on the top end raw. Build top end raw, low end, low end shirt. Two board is okay, but one board and half board, you should be doing like almost all the time. Absolutely. Matt Brooks. Oh, shit. Let's see. Russell. Oh, I got lots of, let's see. Matt Brooks says, any advice on setting your feet on the bench? I notice a lot of times I'll get the handout and have to adjust my right foot when I'm setting the weight. Otherwise, I feel off balance on the bench. I mean, I do. I get all my jitters out before I get the handoff. Like after the handoff, nothing should move. Now, shit happens. Like my foot will slip or I have to like readjust or something. But I mean, you should do, you should just do all that prep, all those final little adjustments and movements before you get there. Like don't, don't tell your guy. All right, or anything. Don't give him the signal until everything is done moving. Um, it's hard to do. It's hard to get right. Things happen, but just you gotta do your best to just get all of it out of the way before the handoff. Let's see. Have you had any injuries? And what if you tear a pec with these weight pressing is done? Well, yeah, that's why I don't bench. That's why I don't bench heavy rock. I don't want to tear a pec. If I tear a pec, I'm done. I'm still a natural athlete. I'm not going to come back from that. Uh, very quick. It's going to be months or longer, like six months to a year before I'm fully recovered. So I'm not going to risk benching heavy raw in the gym and then risk my ability to even compete equipped on the platform. So that's why the, that's why the equipment is there to protect you from tearing your back and blowing out your shoulders. I have not had any injuries. No, uh, I, had a, I had some injuries in the military. It's a little bit of a different story. Uh, the lifting itself was not the cause. I had some other reasons, but, uh, but no, no actual like, um, like bench lifting injuries at all. No, no torn muscles, nothing like that. Pierce, I heard something about static or isometric holds. I implement them in my bench workouts. Can you give me an example explanation of the benefits? It's just prepping your CNS. If you can get used to, if you get used to the feel of an easy number, if you're a 300 pound bencher and you hold 500 and you get used to the feel of that, 300 is going to feel like a joke to you. You know, it's prepping your CNS, it's prepping your bones, your ligaments, your tissues, all everything for the heavier weights. Um, if all you ever do is bench 300, bench 300, bench 305, bench 310, three plates. Uh, if you handle, if you hold 405, if you hold 500, okay, within reason, I'm just giving you examples, but that's going to prep your body and CNS for the heavier loads. Joe Hicks, do you recommend to your clients to include leg training in their program, the only way to compete? The only one to compete in bench, I stopped doing legs and added an extra back day. It seems to be working so far. Um, I only, Whenever I work with somebody, which is, I only work with a few people, uh, but my clients, I already, I already presume that they are working lower body. I don't program that, and I only plug in the bench workouts. Um, if they were to ask me, I would say, yes, you should. I don't, you don't normally get that question, but a lot of the athletes I train already are doing like full power and or train lower body too, so. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely important. Uh, la, 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 la. Cool. Come on. Kieran says, let's see. Kieran says commercial gyms are now full of toothpicks, video tricep extensions with tripods. Thanks to Tic Tac. Yes. Tic Tac is fucking awesome. Isn't it? DJ Morgani. How do you feel about cheat pen lay rows? Worked up to 365 for five the other day. Try to keep them strict, but I'm such a stickler for form. Wonder if it's worth it to cheat them. 
it's not a contested movement. There's no Penlay Row competitions that I'm aware of. So as long as your back is feeling it, if you're pulling, I would just be concerned. Don't pull with your arms. Don't make it a bicep workout. As long as your back is feeling the work and growing and getting stronger, that's all that matters. If there's a little bit of rise in your torso, like cheating it a little bit, it's fine. It's it's not a contested lift. There's no right or wrong. Well, okay, I won't say that. There are wrong ways to do it. But I'm sure, I'm sure you're doing it just fine. As long as you're getting stronger and you feel your back working, that's it. Yeah, back definitely felt it. That's all that matters. As long as you grow from it. Bigger back, bigger muscles, stronger back. That's all that matters. Maurice, what are your opinion? What are your opinions on the slingshots and Inzer that's come out with their models? I think everything the Inzer make is garbage, but that's just a it's just a personal opinion. <laughs> so yeah, I just I don't I don't like anything that injured produces. I'm sorry, I never have. So let's see, Howard Weingarten, what do you think of reverse band overload for your CNS? In that case, the weight would be even heavier because you have the added benefit of the reverse bands taking weight off even in the top. Um, if you're gonna just hold it, that's fine. But I think if you start taking weights down full range or to boards with reverse bands too often. Bands are going to change the dynamic of the weight, both in speed, because bands want to speed the weight up because the it's, it's tenacity, right? It's rubber. Um, also, they pull in a straight line. So I just, I'm not a fan of reverse bands, except for once in a very great while. Matt Brooks, how many total upper back movements would you recommend doing on any particular back day? I would definitely say five to six. Five to six rowing and shrugging movements. Uh, pull downs are okay, but you need to do a shitload of rowing and shrugs. Five to six movements minimum for a back day, Matt Brooks. Absolutely. Uh, someone asks, would you say your record compared to Julius Max's record is any more or less impressive? I don't know. I'm, I'm an equipped lifter. That's all I care about. So. You know, each side of the sport, raw or equipped, has its own challenges. I respect both sides. I chose my path. I chose to go equipped. That's what I want to do. I'm not going to go raw because people think I should or want me to. Why would I spend my life pleasing others? Like, I'll go raw to prove them. I'll show them. No, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do what I want to do. So, you can't compare the two. Raw and equipped are completely different. We're not even different ballparks. We're on different planets. I chose my path. Uh, let's see. Did you see Greg Powell hit 1301 to a one board this weekend? I may have. I don't remember. I can't remember if I saw that or not. Uh, yeah, CJ Magani, they're both masters in their own their own league. Good way to put it, CJ. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, dude, so the benching this weekend was a fucking success. Very, very happy with it. Uh, no matter what, no matter how training goes in the next two and a half months, maybe a little bit less than that. The, I'm going for this number um, in in July, regardless. I will. I'm going for it regardless. If it, things go good, if things go not so good, doesn't matter. I'm going for it. Period. Just gonna do it. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> I really fucking love what I do. It, it's very fun for me. So um, today we squatted at Uncle Nick's. Went very well. Uh, I had Alfredo Abara from Texas. 
messaged me back and forth talking about like some videos I sent him from like two weeks ago, uh, looking at my squat, breaking it down, seeing what I'm doing, seeing what I'm doing wrong, what I need to do, things like that. <clears throat> and then uh, I implemented those things today alongside having Uncle Nick look at what the fuck I'm doing. He's got 20, 30 years experience in multiply. So he's, um, yeah, he's a good source. And uh, yeah, we got some eyes on me and it went, it went well. I was, I was genuinely surprised or, or pleased rather with how well equipped squats went today. Again, the video for YouTube and Patreon will be very short because we only squatted and then we basically just left. Uh, we went to get some food. Let's see. Matt Brooks says, you're going to get it. Thank you for the confidence. <laughs> what's the weight goal for July? David Harrington. Um, what's up, man? Yeah, I'm going to open it 1400, I think, or slightly thereover, like 1410. So that's the goal. No matter how training goes, it does, I'll, I'll, I'll even pull out the old shirt if I need to. The old, uh, the, the original black one that I have. If I can't make the, the blue one work, then I'll just pull out the black one that's gotten me all the lifts I've gotten the last two years. And I'll just use that one. So I'm not worried at all. Maurice, well, let's remove brands. Mark Bell come out with the slingshot idea. What do you think of his concept and how effective is it with your bench? And thank you for someone with your of your status to help. Okay, I'm not sure. Let's remove brands. Mark Bell come out with the slingshot idea. What do you think of this concept and how effective is it with your bench? Well, the concept came about because himself, along with two or three of his guys, tore their pecs benching raw in the gym. And then he saw one of his guys like kind of like roll up a t-shirt and put it on their arms to kind of give themselves like a some support in the bottom. And that's where the slingshot came about. So absolutely it's 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 great. The whole concept is great. I want to do this sport. Here's the thing. I want to do this sport for decades, not just a few years. I want to do this for like till I'm like 60, like competitively, you know what I mean? So I don't want my body to be torn to pieces. So sorry. Like if somebody wants me to bench raw, like I, I'm not gonna do it until I want to do it. Just the way it is. Matt Brooks, Nick, Uncle Nick has a way of picking out weak points that absolutely no one else can see. He, yes, between Alfredo's advice from afar and then the advice I got in person, I had a very fucking good day. <laughs> very, very happy with it. Paul says, do you think winding my grip from middle finger on the ring to my pointer finger will help me hold the weight better? Well, it's going to help you, period, because you're going to pre-stretch the material before it even leaves the rack, even more. Before the bar even leaves the rack, your shirt will be even more stretched and primed. So in, in my opinion, going as wide as possible if you're an equipped lifter is the way to go. So I think you should. I didn't know you were doing middle finger on the ring, Paul. I think you should be doing trigger finger. Absolutely. That's what I recommend. Let's see. Russell says, Titan Supercharged Ram is my go-to sling. I love, I loved, with a D, E-D, love E-D. Uh, my Titan Supercharged ran for a long time. I have, I still have, I think I donated it to the gym, actually. I got one in 2019 when they first came out, 2019 or 2018, maybe 2020. And I fucking loved it. I love that thing. That thing lasted three or four years. I really, really, really like that piece. The newer ones, they're not making quite the same anymore. They're just not as strong. They're just not as stiff. The OG one that I had was just... 
fucking awesome. I loved that fucking thing. Um, now I'm in the F8 Widowmakers, and I much prefer them. Much more simple design, easier to get on and off. Overall, just a stronger, more reliable piece. Uh, instead of having two arm cuffs sewn on to a flat chest plate, I mean, it mimics a bench shirt more because it lays flat the whole time. I get it. Um, but that's just structurally, you're going to have weak points because it's it's separate pieces being sewn together rather than just flat wraps sewn into a loop and then sewn down the middle. Much more simple design. Like Elon Musk always tells his engineer, engineers for the space program down in Boca Chica, Boca Chica, Texas, what did we unengineer today? What did we simplify today? Always make trying to make things better by making them more simple. Uh, let's see. Matt Brooks, I just gripped the bar with middle finger on the ring of the bar too. Okay, so it's not just one guy. Yeah, I think I think Mendy even had a closer grip than than what what I would do. I think he was like mid hand, like trigger finger or uh, middle finger. And yes, uh, Nick. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> baked. There you go. Yeah, I we Uncle Nick. Yes, that is the one. CJ Morgani says, I'm a raw guy, but I prefer the equipped side. I always find it funny. The raw guys are so critical, concerned about the equipped side, and equipped people don't think about the raw. Why would I? I just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I'm concerned with me, and that's it. <laughs> How many have you blocked? Only nine viewers left. I, most of them are over on YouTube now. Everybody kind of jumped over from here and went to YouTube for me. So thank you all for doing that. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, Matt Brooks says, should I go wider? Um, I think you should, Matt. I think you're going to get more out of your equipment doing that. Trigger fingers on the rings. Try it. See how it goes. It might, it might feel strange at first because you're doing something new. Even one finger width is enough to, make, to change the whole lift. So it might feel strange. You might have to focus a little bit more on spreading out, like spreading with the triceps. But try trigger fingers on the rings. Yes. I do think you should do that. Perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, best post-workout meal. I prefer Peter Panda. I don't know about y'all. Panda Express to the layperson. <laughs> I call it Peter Panda because it's funnier. Homage to uh, South Park. Um, but yeah, I, I like Chinese. Um, oftentimes, since I'm trying to be a more responsible adult, not spend all my money, I just get like a post-workout shake in on the way back home. Like, uh, MRE light or MRE meal replacement from like Redcon one. If I don't have that, um, I'll finish drinking what breach, uh, Redcon one aminos I have left after the workout. I also have uh, dark matter from MHP, which I really enjoy drinking how effective it is. I mean, I've drank it for years. I can't say if it's like the best thing ever invented or if it's not, it's just, I like drinking it. It's a post-workout, uh, formula. So but uh, if I had to choose actual food, I mean, I'd love to be able to afford to go to Texas Roadhouse two or three times a week, but I, I can't. But yeah. Reese, thank you so much. I competed in the 90s raw. I now have two torn ligaments and impingement and arthritis in my left shoulder. Goodness fucking gracious. You were so wise. Any, any advice, folks? Go equipped. There you go. Words from an equipped lifter or a raw lifter from the 90s with multiple, multiple injuries to the shoulder. Uh, <laughs> the equipment's there for a reason, everybody. 
Let's see. CJ Morgani says that someone that is pinky inside the ring on the raw, it took a while to get used to ring finger on the ring for Widowmaker uh, work, but I'm slowly working the grip out. There you go. There you go. How do you set the Widowmaker as an insert, or did I miss hear that? Yeah, no, I don't do, no, David, no Widowmaker for an insert, no. We were just talking about Widowmaker versus Supercharged Ram. Uh, it's the figure eight or the century loops is what Rob calls them as the as the inserts. The Widowmaker does not configure as, a, as an insert, no. Smashcocks, all right. Do you think benching even wider than the outer ring and training is a good idea? With caution, with not so heavy weights, yes. Uh, I go. Those are called illegally wide bench press. It's a lot of work on the chest. It's a lot of strain on the shoulders. Used with caution, I think there's some benefit to it because it's a very um, mechanically inefficient way to bench, which means you're going to build more muscle. You just have to be very, very cautious on the shoulders. Thomas, what's going on? I'm doing well. You should try Finnish McDonald's. They say it's like three-star restaurant compared to yours. A lot of things here in the U.S. are, are, are done cheaply because people just want to get rich. So, yeah, fast food here can be interesting. <laughs> uh, Dirty Bird Fab says, I know you have gave us tons of tips, but what would you say is the most important tip going from 800 to 1,000 pounds? Hit 865 today. Really want to be a part of that thousand pound club. Use patience, time. I know it's exciting to be close to a thousand pounds. Enjoy. I mean, if you bench, if you eight sixty five is your best, then the next day you bench eight seventy five, and then eight ninety, then nine hundred. That first nine hundred. Enjoy those those small steps. Enjoy those small PRs. Um. I remember, I can remember every single PR I ever fucking hit for my first equipped bench ever in the gym, 550. I'll never forget that number. It was 550 in my double denim Karen Klein that Adam Hicks gave to me that had a tear right here in the chest, 550. And then I benched 585 a couple months later at the Iron Chamber Bench Dillip Championships 2008. Then I benched 600 for the first time in NASA, uh, U.S. Nationals in Columbus, Ohio. That's 2009. 615, 620, 620 was a cool number. 625, 635 was a big one because six plates and a quarter on each side. That was fucking cool. Uh, the first time I hit 650 in a meet, WNPF, WNPF. Yeah, that's an old fed. Um, not sure if it's around anymore. Up in Youngstown, Ohio, uh, at the Mary, Mary Parish. It was, it was a fuck, it was in a church, Mary Parish Center or something. Uh, seven plate, 675. That was fucking awesome. Seven plate club, you know. First time I legitimately hit seven. I think it was 705 when I actually hit seven for the first time. 715, 720, 725. See what I'm saying? Enjoy the process. Don't be in a rush to get to a grand. Get there smart and get there without injury. That's what I recommend. I am behind. Uh let's see. CJ Morgani, off topic. But what does it cost to go to the go to space like those rich people? If we all donated a bit, we could get Jimmy into orbit. <laughs> um, SpaceX does uh, private. Um, they they do well. There's a program. I forget what it's called now. Artemis is the NASA one. SpaceX has the Falcon Nine, Falcon Heavy. 
the, the, the starship program going on right now. No, it's like millions of dollars. So trust me, I, I don't think I'm going to leave the ground for the rest of my life. So, yep. I missed that. Fuck recap. Oh, I was saying, uh, I definitely, uh, Thomas, the F8 Widowmaker is up and beyond the supercharged Ram better piece. And it is uh, simpler construction. Amber, how's it going? I've seen you bench 300 plus on the bench. Actually, most of your bench press lifts are explosive from the bottom. I think you should see past the 1500 pound vision. Jimmy facts. <laughs> I mean, that's a big number, dude. That's, that's uh that's a big number. 1500 pounds. I haven't even held it in my hands yet, so I have I have to do that first before I can even consider eventually doing it in the meat. I gotta get fourteen hundred pounds first, then we'll look at uh, numbers above that, you know. So, uh, Baked says I'm chasing seven hundred two weeks out. Fantastic! Let me know how it goes. I want to see you do that for sure. Who lifter you look up to the most, or have been the biggest influence, and what athlete outside lifting are you a fan of? Well. Um, Ryan Canelli has been my inspiration since I was like 14 years old. I've watched Ryan my entire fucking career. I still do. I hop on his show, Bench Monster TV, every Thursday night, uh, 8 p.m. No, it's uh, 7 p.m. Western. I'm on the East, so it's 10 p.m. my time. I, I cannot, I've, I've been watching him. I've been inspired by him literally my entire career. Ryan Canelli, the Bench Monster. Outside of lifting, uh, I'm a big Devin Larat fan from Canada, an arm wrestler. Uh, Devin uh, Dennis Saplankov, also arm wrestler from Russia. Um, I don't really watch other strength sports. I mean, I watch other strength sports. That's about it. Um, I watch the Olympics. I'm a really big fan of the swimming and the gymnastics. Uh, I really like uh, the swimming. Of course, I was a big Michael Phelps fan. Say what you want about it, but he's one of the most decorated uh, Olympians ever. Uh, Simone Biles, what, what, what can you say about her? Simone Biles, for Christ's sake. She is so good. Imagine that. Imagine this for a fucking second. Imagine being so good at something that the governing body behind the sport you compete in handicaps you so that others have a chance to win. That is what the fuck the Olympic Committee did to Simone Biles in the Olympics this past uh, past year in, in, in the gymnastics. She is so fucking good and so far ahead of anybody else in the entire world of gymnastics. That's a huge fucking sport. She does things that no other athlete in the world or in history has done or can do. And the, and the handicapped her so that her things she, she, that nobody else can do won't count for as many points so that other people have a chance to win or beat her. Tell me that's bullshit without telling me that's fucking bullshit. So, yeah, I got sidetracked. Jesus. Uh, let's see. Is there a reason you recommend... Me the supercharged Ram that it mimics a one ply poly shirt better. Yeah, so the supercharged Ram, like I said, it's it's gonna mimic a bent shirt more because it lays flat, it has the arm cuffs, all that good stuff. I just prefer the F8 Widowmaker now. I used the supercharged Ram for years uh, before I got the F8 Widowmaker. It's just a more simple design for me. It's usually get on and off. My supercharged Ram, once I started getting bigger, I'm through 330 pounds now. I couldn't get it off. It just became more of a pain in the ass. But they mimic shirts perfectly because they lay flat the whole time. Backyard boy says 1800. Hey, oh, slow down now. <laughs> He's off the pedal there, Jeff Gordon. That's that's a that's a lot of fucking weight there. And Peter said that is bullshit. Yeah, no fucking shit. This, I mean, again, just imagine that. Imagine being in her position. And she pulled out of a lot of events at the Olympics this past uh, this past round because she was 
not in the right headspace. Like, <laughs> I guess it's not the first time that's happened in history. Like, look, Bill Kazmaier, you know, he was so far ahead of his competition. He wasn't invited back to the world's strongest man. So that others had a chance to win. Not the first time it's happened in sport history, but like this is a modern day example. So I'm a huge supporter and fan of Simone Biles. She's a great, great human being. Uh, why are elbow wraps not a thing for equipped bench of competition? That's a good question because knee wraps are legal and that's a moving joint in the squat. Um, I don't know why. I, I wish I had an answer for you. I just know that they're not legal. Now, elbow sleeves are legal in the squat and deadlift because the joint is not moving in the squat and deadlift. For some reason, you can wear knee wraps, but you can't wear elbow wraps. I don't know why. It's just where the sport is right now. That's a good question, though. Matt Brooks, at what point in your career did you feel like it was a critical thing to compete in meets that use a 55-pound bench bar as opposed to a 45-pound bench bar? Uh, the most weight I ever benched on a 45 pound, or no, I'll say that the most weight I ever attempted on a 45 pound bench bar was in the USPA. Blech, yuck. I didn't learn my lesson yet. <laughs> I attempted a thousand four bench up in Cleveland, Ohio on a 45 pound bar. And when that, when I got the handoff and that thing started shaking like a fucking pool noodle in my hands, I was like, it's time to probably consider not doing that anymore. So 2019. Uh, but I had not attempted uh, a thousand pounds in years. Whenever I did my thousands, my or attempts at thousand, my nine hundreds, my eight hundreds, those were fifty-five pound bars in the APF, IPA, RPS. So, yeah, but USPA when I tried that thousand, then I went to another USPA meet after that, stupidly because I didn't learn my lesson, and tried like a nine fifty-nine up here over here in Tyson's Corner. And the same thing happened. It was shaking like a fucking leaf. I was like, ah, this is dumb. This is not, this is not smart. This is stupid. And benching on a combo rack is also extremely fucking stupid of me. Uh, Timmy Duncan says, do you love dead bench presses? I just did those on Wednesday, actually. I did a uh, Widowmaker dead stop presses. Yes, I'm a big fan of those. But I do them as a traditional bench, starting from the top, out, and then down, dead stop, go. Dead stop, go, re-rack. That's how I do them, like a traditional bench, but with a considerable dead stop on the pins at the bottom and then press. I'm a big fan of those. Going to be implementing them a lot more here in the next couple of months, leading up to my meet in July, because I had a fantastic workout on Wednesday with Cam, did dead stop bench presses. Yeah, really cool. I am I'm a fan of those. Let's see. Yeah, CJ Morgan, the shot putters are, in my opinion, the best athletes around. I was going to say that Ryan Krauser, Jesus fucking Christ, that man threw damn near 77 feet, the 16-pound shot. He broke um, Randy Barnes. He broke Randy Barnes's 30-year standing shot put record at 76 foot. I'm going to butcher seven inches, six inches. He did that in 90 or like 92. Randy Barnes set that record in 92. And then Ryan Krauser comes out of nowhere at the Olympics. I think the Olympic trials this past this past year and beat that 30-year standing record. Holy fuck. Uh, he says they are quick, explosive, and just so strong. Kovacs. Oh, oh yeah, Kovacs. Hitting 320 kilogram for 10 beltless in sleeves as well. Probably squat you're talking about. Yeah, the, the, the shot putters, I just, 
I, I, I threw shot in high school with relative success my senior year, but I'm too short to be a successful, like on that level, way too short. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay, cool. Uh, Paul Offer, why do Rollerfords wear elbow wraps or really tight sleeves, which is some form of gear, but bash us gear lifters? That's a good argument, Paul. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. Or, or putting knee sleeves on that are three sizes too small to take three guys to put them on, but uh, they don't they don't like equipped guys. I don't know. Very strange. CJ Morgani, considering he doesn't train to actually have the biggest squat. Yeah, 700 plus for reps. 705, right? 705 or 710 for 10. Yep. I wish I had pursued more shot put and actually learned how to do it better because I think I threw – what was my best throw in high school? Oh, God dang it. I think I threw 51 foot, nine and three quarter inches, if I'm not mistaken. So almost 52 feet in high school. And my height, that wasn't bad. That was that was good for second at re, uh, not regionals, uh, districts. But so that's the best I ever did in high school. At five foot four at the time, I thought that was not too bad. See, <laughs> Jim says at Paul Offer, they wear just sleeves that takes a team to put on, and then you have to cut them off. <laughs> Still raw, though still raw right by the books right so but yeah guys i've, I've had a really really successful week I'm really happy that this went this well i love sharing with everybody on my patreon everything on youtube members try to be as consistent as possible getting the videos up um i, I really enjoy doing the, the editing and putting it up and talking about it and doing the voiceovers and stuff like that so if you want to consider that that's awesome also we have this new t-shirt design right here i alluded to on my stories not too long ago it's the original logo. Now I've got some color in it. So it's not that different, but it is It is uh, colored right here. The Never Enough is now going to be in red. That is going to be an option. We'll get that option up on the site, of course. Colbstrong.com is where you can buy all my t-shirt designs. Um, I'm trying to get away from doing screen print because I don't want to get a fucking brain aneurysm because there's so many things that have to go correct for you to be successful. We are a very small shop, and our shop is our commandeered bedroom. <laughs> uh, I really like, when I do it right, it's fucking awesome. Oh, I love when I get it right. When I get it wrong, I blew a fucking gasket in my fucking brain. Because I just it's like, there's so many little things that have to go completely right for it to be successful. Um, so this is actually uh, heat transferable vinyl. And it's very, very sharp looking, and I love it. Uh, so the new design, this one particularly, because it's also color, it's going to be uh, the vinyl. And I'm trying to get away, like I said at the beginning, from screen printing and go back to vinyl. Because we started out in vinyl. Cody Plum still has one of my OG, like, first shirts I ever fucking made that says, Colstrong Never Enough, and then bench press on the sleeves. He still wears that shirt from time to time. I think it's held up pretty well. It's like two or three years old. Um, so, again, this will be an option uh, on the Colstrong.com website if you want to look into that. Uh nor t-shirt designs coming out for me here in the next couple of months, but uh, this is the newest one. So I've always wanted to add a color to the original design. I just don't have the capabilities to do it because of the screen printing. I don't have the multi-screen station where I can do multiple colors. I have a one-arm screen station. I can do one color, which is usually black or white. And Tiffany says, love the red. Well, thank you. I like the red too. Yeah, that's... 
and, and vinyl is always going to be more sharp than anything I can do screen print. Plus, we use the uh, water-soluble ink uh, when we screen print because it's easy to clean up. And when you do water-soluble, it actually uh, soaks into the shirt itself, which is what all my shirts have been. This is all Any shirt anybody has for me, besides the OG vinyl ones, are water-based, um, water-soluble ink. They soak into the fabric, and then it becomes part of the shirt. Well, thanks, Amber. Yeah, I thought I'd uh, get this out of the way for a sec. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I just... What was I going with that? Oh, we wanted to do Plastisol. Plastisol looks very sharp like this vinyl, but Plastisol sits on top of the material. doesn't soak in, so you can, it feels more it can, It feels more like it's sitting on top. And it'll last longer. It looks much sharper. But you need a special concoction of chemicals to clean your screens. And we don't have the room, the space to store that stuff or even do it. It's not stuff you need to really be messing around with unless you have a big shop. Uh, it's a little bit dangerous. You don't want to inhale it. I ruined a couple of screens thinking, oh, I can just rinse this with water. This is back when I was more naive, knew nothing about Plastisol. Uh, did a couple, did this screen print. I'm like, oh my God, that's so sharp. And I went to go rinse it out and I couldn't rinse it out because it was stuck to my screen. It was like fucking putty and I had to throw the whole screen away. So learn a lesson there. Paul says, I also have noticed guys who wear gear on their elbows usually have elbow issues. I wonder why. Well, I mean, if you think about Elbow sleeves, elbow wraps, knee wraps even. you got to use those kind of uh, minimally because you're taking your anatomy, all your tendons and ligaments and joints. You're actually, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, Amber, but you're taking all that stuff and jamming it all together, like compressing it all and it's moving. Like I don't think that's something you want to do all the damn time. On top of that, the more you rely on those uh, joint aids, we'll call them, the weaker the joint's going to become over time. I got away from using elbow sleeves a lot when I was doing all my heavy, heavy, heavy tricep work because um, I felt like was, I was using it more as a crutch, right? Um, <clears throat> then I got away from it, and now, now I can use more weight on my tricep movements without elbow wrap or sleeves than I could with elbow sleeves. Um, now, I did use uh, elbow cuffs a couple of weeks ago because I had some really nasty, like, just my left elbow just keeps flaring up on me. I wanted a little bit extra compression just on that side, but otherwise I pretty much stay away from all that stuff and just uh, do all that stuff without it. We think weak things hurt or break. Paul says that's an absolutely positive, uh, correct statement. Paul Stein's on here. What's going on, Paul? Hope you're doing well. Went up to Uncle Nick's to squat. It was pretty lit, dude. <laughs> very very good day up there. Had a good day for squatting. So we'll talk about it when I see you. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I don't know what the plans are for next weekend. I always like to say that my weeks start with Saturday bench. However, Saturday bench goes my big shirted day. I base the rest of the week off of that day. Um, I want to kind of look ahead and go, yeah, I want to think about you know the next workout and stuff. I have an idea for next week. Um, just not sure yet. We will uh, see. Uh, you mentioned that you are still a natural athlete. You must have one in a 10 million genes. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm a fan. I was, I was raised to just believe in hard work and dedication. I mean, I think that's, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to deny that genetics have something to do with, uh, you know, people's abilities, but at the same time, I just think if you're really dedicated to something and you put your whole life and mind to it, 
that it is possible. Uh, I think that's a testament. Um, that's what I've done. Really proud of it too. I will always say and be proud to say that I am drug free. I'm not against the drugs. I always say that I'm drug free right now. I always like to mention that. That doesn't mean I'm going to be drug free forever. I just I just haven't had a need to do it yet. That's why how I like to word it. Not against them. Never have been. I just not had a need to do it because I've always been going up. I've always had a consistent growth, and the weights have always consistently gotten heavier. Still to this day, after. Uh, June will mark my 19th year lifting weights. I wanted to announce that. I started lifting weights in June of math. Let me think. 20, two, I'm sorry, 2004. Yeah, June of 2004, which makes these 19 years. There you go. This is when I started lifting weights, period. The summer uh, between my, oh, hell, seventh and eighth grade year of high school or middle school, I think. So, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a long time, almost two decades of my life to get to where I'm at right now. Hard work, hard work can't beat genetics, is what he's saying. CJ Morgani, best way to get strong is hard work over time. That's, I mean, that's just more testament to it. Alex says, I will try to squat for the first time with a bar in four months since my bulge disc injury. Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Thank you for the content and information you provide, which has improved not just my bench, but all my lifts. Well, you're very welcome, Alex. I much appreciate that. Makes me feel good <laughs> that people can, people can gain something from the information I give out. I, I you can't you can't buy that. That's just that's just you know seeing somebody take what I have to offer and then improve, get PRs, move forward, grow from it. That's just that's so fucking cool. That's really awesome. So. Uh, but it's been a long day for me, guys. I drove to Maryland and back. Uh, we squatted. It was fucking awesome. Patreon video will be going up uh, this evening. So thank you for your patience. It's been a long day. And we're uh, just over an hour right now, hour and one minute. Uh, I do want to go ahead and wrap it up just by doing my plugs, of course. we got Anderson Powerlifting right behind me here. You're a powerlifting superstore for anything powerlifting, bench, bench shirts, squat suits, lift suits, wraps, sleeves, belts, T-shirts that we make. <laughs> You want to support us too? Uh, yeah, all the Anderson T-shirts are now made uh, by Melon Tops, which is our home business. Uh, me and Katie. Uh, we also, if you want to do that, uh, anything powerlifting related that you need in the gym, chalk, straps, ammonia, all those good stuff, right? You can also use Colbstrong as a uh, discount code, ten percent off. That is a discount for you and not a commission thing for me. It's just a discount for the customer. Uh, we also have, like I mentioned many times in the podcast so far, is my Patreon. It is ten bucks a month. You want to see everything I do in the gym, all the behind the scenes stuff to the big benches, including the big benches and the bench workouts. Patreon is the way to go. $10 a month. We also have YouTube members. If you'd rather be on YouTube and not have to subscribe and get on Patreon, all that good stuff, you can just go to YouTube members. It's, again, it's 10 bucks a month. They see all the same content. Usually gets uploaded slightly after Patreon goes up. Uh, but they get the same content. Uh, thank you all for hopping on here. Appreciate that. We also have the Cold Strong Scholarship Foundation. Uh, we're trying to raise some money. We hit two grand already. We have two athletes secured in for next year already. It's May. So we're looking to do some more fundraisers, uh, things like that. Possibly a press command here uh, in the near future where we have some athletes come on and do like a live Zoom call. People can hop on and ask questions, things like that. Um, we're not sure yet. We've got to kind of organize it. Uh, so we've got the, that. We've got other fundraisers coming up. Uh, donations. We always accept donations. Again, every thousand dollars we raise is athletes that we can help at the beginning of the next year. 
They apply from January 1st to the 31st, and then a small board, including myself and Katie and a few others, look through the applications and choose the ones who need it the most. We cut checks for $1,000. Athletes between the ages of 13 to 23, that's the teenage and junior division for powerlifting. So, again, we are at two grand already. It's May, and we have much many more months to go for the rest of the year. So, all right, guys, thank you all for hopping on here for this episode of Benching and Bullshitting with me, Jimmy Cole. This is episode 41. Again, last week's was a kind of a shit show. We had a windstorm knock us out. So that episode is not up. That's why we're at 41, not 40. We could not upload it. Sorry about that. Uh, please have a good start to your week, a good rest of your Sunday night, and then we will see you all next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Benching and Bullshitting. All right, have a good week.